Hello, listeners. Bit of a somber start today. Got the serious tone on, Coxie. It's like the mum tone. It's hard to be serious when I'm sitting across from you, even though we're supposed to be serious for this episode and there's no joke, as you would have noticed, listeners. No, there is no joke today. I take one look at myself on the screen and I start laughing. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> um, uh, today is a serious episode. We have foregone my usual frivolous dad-mum joke uh, because we wanted to give you a bit of a content warning today. Uh, we will be discussing mental health, suicide, um, and all things, I guess, stress and overwhelm, et cetera. And we just wanted to let you know before we kicked off the episode today so you had some time to make a choice about whether you want to join us for this episode or not. Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade, helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. So we're going to have a chat about some funky, heavy stuff that still gets avoided, Coxie. Yeah, I don't think we're talking about it often enough or, or, or maybe maybe in the right context still. I think mm. many of the conversations, we've actually had a podcast episode about the lip, lip service that some of the, I guess, popular support days can appear to be. Mm. Um, and so whilst I don't want to uh, harp in that direction again, I would actually like to talk about how to have some of those conversations with the people around you so that we're not, I guess, letting people go or, or figuring this out until it's far, far too late. And you mentioned uh, before we hit record on this episode, Coxie, that there's been another high-profile um, person. Yeah, there has. Uh, take their own life yeah. recently. Yep, Paul as Green. As we record this. NRL Premiership winning coach, um, was only 49, left behind a wife and two quite young children. And uh, I think for me, uh, really highlights just how much we're not talking about this stuff. And I think there'll be a bunch of conversations off the back of this event. And um, yes, we are just another one of those conversations and our audience is different to other audiences. I think it's important that we don't avoid it just because others may be talking about it right now. Mm, and I, I sometimes wonder if that's a bit of uh, and look, I could throw theories up around why this is still an increasing issue in society, um, particularly Western developed wealthy affluent societies like Australia and the US and Europe. Um, it's a massive issue. And I suppose I'm I'm probably not the best uh, person to judge the level of conversations compared to other things, and yet I'm in that age bracket. I mean, I'm I'm the same age mm. as the person we just mentioned, uh, which makes me feel a bit prickly on the back of the neck because mm. I think about my wife and my daughter. And um, but when I when I see what gets talked about in the media, and I guess the 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 strength of the conversations and and the the money that's put behind certain conversations. There's topics that get talked about way, way, way more in my perspective mm -hmm. than what the hell is going on with mental health and suicide. And 
uh, I just think it's still has so much, I don't know what they are, guilt, shame, fear, um, discomfort, confusion attached to it that people just don't know how to talk about it in a way that's helpful. And, and my own family is a classic example of that. Uh, you know, I, I had a conversation with my mother recently about this exact issue. So, and she's just really weird about it <laughs> and doesn't know how to talk about it. And I'm even sitting here thinking, oh, well, should I talk about what I'm actually talking about? Um, would you know what I'm talking about, Nicole? <laughs> and I'm even feeling a bit reluctant or not reluctant. Actually, I don't necessarily have a problem talking about uh, suicide and mental health, but I worry what other people will think if I speak openly about it in terms of the only the, the impact that it's had on my own life and so that's just there it's that this weirdness where it's like i don't know should i say anything i don't want to feel like this making a big deal out of something and <laughs> but if it was marketing or dealing with staff issues i have no problem speaking openly about that and you know the fact that i've sat on in a fair work tribunal and defended myself with a case that was brought against me by a previous employee and I was successful, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts, Coxie? I don't think we do enough of the before talk enough. I think there's plenty of the outpouring of the grief and the, oh, my God, we should all be talking after these events. And there's not enough of the before. There's not enough of having conversations together about somebody's off behavior or somebody's off attitude, you know. People don't always have to say anything or do anything for you to think they may be at risk or something might be going wrong, but they give off a bit of a vibe. You, know, you can feel it when you're in somebody's space. For some, not all, we're all very different. But for I just don't feel like we're talking enough about the before and what that could potentially look like so that we take the time to have a moment and give consideration to what we feel like we're seeing and actually just reach out. And I think that happens for a couple of reasons. We're too busy. Um, we're too busy minding our own business. We get shot down if we open up. It can be challenging to, um, I guess, know what to say or how to say it. And with the combination of all that, unfortunately, so much doesn't get said. I also think that the people close to someone who is at risk, one of the things from my own experience is we tend not to necessarily reach out to ask others for help. Um, you can't share, you can't, I guess, hold that whole burden yourself. I think sometimes uh, there are other people around you that could actually reach out to the person at risk. We, we uh, regularly in our household have phone calls from people within the industry, whether it be a wife uh, or a business owner who know that people are, are potentially at risk. They don't know how to have the conversation and they ask us to give them a call because we've met them once or twice Um that's fantastic. They've reached out for some support. They don't feel quite comfortable yet. They don't know what to say. Um, and those conversations aren't necessarily challenging once you've done them once or twice. And the first step can be really confrontational. Mm. How, do, how do you put into words, I've noticed that your vibe's off, are you okay? <laughs> and actually get an answer out of them that's close to what the truth is. And it actually can be all that it takes, just the noticing that something's off validates where that other person is sitting and feeling. It doesn't need to be the in-depth conversation. It doesn't often 
from my own experience, it won't turn into them um, unburdening what is weighing them down. It won't turn into it's just a statement where I, you know, I, I just really can't see life's worth living right now. That really happens. What does happen though, is they feel seen and they feel acknowledged and they feel even somewhat supported or they may even feel shamed or embarrassed and it's enough for them to check in with their own uh, uh, sense of who they are and where they're at right in that moment. Um, and often we just let those moments pass by because we're too busy, we haven't noticed or we're concerned about what might happen if we we push on that a little bit. And I think it's time that we start to encourage people to have some of those moments. I don't even think they're conversations. I think they're just moments, a check-in. I have a theory. You always have a theory. I've got an opinion on everything. Just ask me. <laughs> I have a theory, listeners, that this is uh, an ongoing issue because, and if you look at our healthcare system, which is a, a contradiction in terms, to be honest, um, there is a massive focus on trauma services and treatment services and our whole hospital system, our whole healthcare system is all about what happens when you get sick, when you have an accident, when you present with a disease. There's, there's billions, trillions of dollars put into diagnosis and treatment of things. And there is a, a, a piss in the ocean put into prevention by comparison. Because prevention doesn't make money for the systems mm. that have been created. It's not, it's not dramatic. It's not <clears throat> instantly noticeable or rewarding. And you've only got to look at the state of physical health of most people in the Western world and you look at the, the obesity and diabetes stats that are continuing to skyrocket, that doesn't happen overnight. It, you can't prevent that with a suicide intervention. Mm. It's not instantly obvious that stuff happens over 10, 20, 30 years, but it happens one straw at a time. And then the final straw, the one that breaks the camel's back, so to speak, is the one that everyone's focused on. It's like, well, it was the final straw. No, it was the 7,000 straws before that. It was each individual little tiny choice. And I feel like that's what you're talking about, Coxie. We just, we don't even notice those things. We don't notice, well, if we do, we notice someone's a bit off, but we just brush it off, even unconsciously. Because yeah. we're wired to ignore that shit because it's not dramatic. It's not immediate. It's not urgent. It's not catastrophic. It's not big enough to, to warrant even paying attention to it. And all of a sudden, a 49-year-old has taken his own life and everyone's like, oh my gosh, we didn't see it coming. You know, it's like, it's because no one's looking for it. They're not looking for the little things that someone says. They're not looking for the fact that you know, he's skipped lunch with a mate or, you know, stopped riding his mountain bike or whatever the heck the things are, right? It's just those things are all more apparent in hindsight because we go, oh, we missed the signs. So, well, you weren't looking for him in the first place. 
I've had a, 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 a moment while you're talking and I'm thinking about something that I hear about and I've seen happen time and time again. And it's the old, um, I've taken offense because Tim was really moody today on site, you know, oh, geez, Tim was moody today. Yeah. Don't know what his problem was. Hey, how about you actually ask? How about you just take a moment and instead of being offended because Tim, well, figurative Tim, he, you know, his mood's a bit off today. Maybe there's a freaking problem that you could inquire about. Maybe you could let him know that his vibe's off. Hey, I see that something's not quite right today. Is there anything you want to chat about? How's things at home? How's the missus? What are the kids up to? You got football this weekend? It's so freaking simple to just call out that behavior and give someone the opportunity to be seen. I actually think that's what it comes back to. Just give them the opportunity to be seen and Within that opportunity, they don't feel so alone. They don't feel so isolated. They don't feel that the problems are just in that moment as big as they were five minutes before. It breaks them out of a cycle because a, a big part of this is just being stuck in your own head in a cycle where you you can't see the wood for the trees. You can't see that the, the sun's actually shining, the birds are chirping because everything in your own head is telling you it's a shitstorm. Um, so you have the opportunity to break all of that just by calling on someone instead of being offended because they're in a shitty mood today. Again, answers um, are not black and white with this stuff. No, uh, they're not black and white with anything. It's yeah, it's it's a it's a hotbed of opinion and theories and perspectives and. Um, this in particular, this issue in particular, I think is um, a great example of where there's no, quote unquote, I'm doing the air quotes here, listeners, scientific answer. Mm. Um, science in itself is a bunch of testing and observation. So mm. uh, I think <clears throat> one of my thoughts on this or ideas is that people are actually afraid to do what you're talking about, Nick. Mm because <laughs> we're not even okay in ourselves. No. So how do I have space to ask, you know, figurative pretend Tim, um, oh, you're all right today, mate? Instead of going, oh, fuck's sake, you know, Tim's cracked the shits and so I spiral off into mm. woe is me and that's ruined my day and now I've got to deal with his shit as well as my own shit and I've had shit from the wife and shit from the kids and... There's just shit everywhere and I don't have time and space for this crap. Um, and so I'll sack him mm. because he's not pulling his weight. And this is the seventh time this month that he's he's been shitty with the rest of the staff and given me problems. So clearly he's not the right fit. So I just need to get rid of the bloke because mm -hmm. he's, he's bad to have around. <laughs> and then that's the final straw for Tim. Yeah. But we just don't, we don't do exactly what you're saying. And I, and I feel like people are just... These days, perhaps, I don't know, again, no scientific uh, study behind this, um, despite how connected we are, and I'm not the first person to make this observation or, or assertion, despite how, quote unquote, connected we are via anti-social media and all these platforms and email and everything else, I think you and I as coaches and mentors can see how cut off people actually are Mm. Um, in terms of relationships and that that just giving a shit for somebody else's 
well-being, um, we just jump to all these conclusions out of fear and combativeness and busyness and selfishness, I, I think, Coxie. Yeah, I, I don't understand why it's difficult and maybe that's just my background and the way I've been brought up. You and I have regular vibe checks. How's my hip language, by the way? Yeah. Um, <laughs> You and I regularly have vibe checks and if you, you occasionally you or I will come out of a meeting and we were just a bit flat or distracted and you and I call it immediately. It's never something that goes on for a couple of days. It's just a, Hey, you're a bit distracted. You're okay. We have a very strong relationship. We are very good mates. There's not much we don't know about one another or haven't experienced in each other's lives. And so perhaps the investment of hmm. connection and relationship is there in a different way. And yet, um, I see our, our, our community do the same. I, I see <clears throat> just today in a, in a messenger chat, one of the ladies has had a really shit week. It hasn't been pleasant. It's been really, really hard and was brave enough to say, Hey, I just need a vent invented. And the outpouring of support was unbelievable. And I guarantee she read through that and felt 10 times better and, and we'll have a fantastic weekend. That's what happens when you're courageous enough to ask. But if you're not courageous enough to ask, and I understand that that can be very threatening. People don't tend to just reach out and say, hey, I noticed you've been missing from the messenger group, everything okay. Mm. Or I haven't seen you on the sessions for a little while. Or your vibe's off at work today. You you, you seem to be a bit angry. Is everything okay? Mm. It, and I, I just, even from my own understanding, this can make a massive difference to breaking that thought pattern for somebody. Yeah. And it's not a big thing. And and again, we're wired to look for the big strategy in our business. Yeah. You know, we're looking for the the big marketing, the, the one big marketing strategy that's going to make all the difference to our, our number of leads coming in. Uh, it must be a bus ad. Uh, maybe it's it's Google AdWords. I've got to, I've got to chuck two grand a month into Google. Um, we're looking for the thing, the one big you know, home run that we're going to hit, even though I think a lot of you listening to this know that that's not how it works. That's not how success or well-being is achieved. And and I'm on the habits train again. Um, I've read a book recently called Atomic Habits, which many of our tradiepreneur clients are digging into and getting some great learnings out of. They're not new concepts. And um, I, I like relearning things sometimes because even I need to retake some lessons that I've had over the years as a coach. Um, and it's a great reminder for me that it's it's the addition of all the little things that actually creates the big things, good or bad, if you want to use that tag, listeners. And so good health is not about, um, you know, doing the 30-day cleanse and starving myself for a month to drop all the weight. It's actually just making little changes over 12 months. And you know, you achieve great health and maintain it that way as well. A great business is years of little things. Our, our tradiepreneur program is 12 months for that reason, because it takes time and it takes lots of small changes done consistently. And I feel like people don't do those little things like checking in with someone because it just seems like, well, that's not going to make any difference. How's that going to help him? Just asking him how he's going. And yet, as you just pointed out, that's enough to just like make a one degree shift in the trajectory 
for that person. And instead of ending up in the news, they actually end up then doing something else differently for themselves that day. Or, you know, it's, it's, it's just that tiny little shift. You know, if you're going to travel from Brisbane to Perth in a plane and fly straight, you'll have a particular heading, you know, degrees that you'll follow. You've only got to change that one degree as, you know, when you leave Brisbane and you'll end up, I don't know, in flipping Darwin. Because over that distance, that one degree translates into a big difference in the, the destination at the end. And I think those little things, like like saying to Tim, "Hey man, are you okay today?" It's not you're not your normal self. Now Tim could shrug that off and tell you to get knotted. Um, does anyone say that anymore? That's no. such an old thing to say. I really don't. They say vibe. Like, they say vibe. You're just trying to be all young and hip and shit, <laughs> aren't you? Uh, <laughs> Tim might tell you to get knotted. That doesn't mean that your check-in didn't actually have an impact. Yeah. Just that you can't perceive it right now. No. And then Tim doesn't end up in the news. Yeah. Anyway, I get I get a bit wound up about it, maybe because of my own personal experiences with this and the impact that this has had on my family and even on myself. Um, and I don't want that to be the reason more people do something about it, is that more people have been touched by or impacted mm -hmm. by because lots of people raise money for cancer research and prevention and treatment actually it's mostly treatment um but there's a lot of money being put into that and a lot of people raise money for that that have never actually been touched by it personally mm -hmm. but it's become an issue for everybody because of the massive marketing and awareness campaigns and everything that have been put behind that um and this issue is as big as that in terms of you know loss of life and impact on family and all those sorts of things so don't know, Coxie. I guess I'd just challenge you all to reach out to those around you from time to time and check in. But I, it's pretty rare it's going to turn into the big conversation many of us fear. Um, mm. And if it does, it's okay. You know, if somebody actually reaches out and says, you know, man, I just, uh, I don't know if life's really worth living right now. You don't have to have an answer for them. Mm. It's okay just to say, oh, shit, I'm sorry you're feeling that way. Mm. You yeah, want to talk about it? that sounds really shit. <laughs> That's it. I do understand the fear. I really get the fear. You know, it's quite confronting and terrifying to think that somebody, you. I think actually it's that we fear that we then become responsible for the outcome and you're not. You're not responsible for the outcome. Mm. What you're responsible for is... I guess doing the best that you're able to do. And if the best you're able to do is shit, that's okay. That's actually really validating. And so I encourage you just to, you know, do a vibe check, get hip like me and reach out and question someone about their vibe. If their vibe is off, if they're, if they're not being their normal self, please just reach out and ask why. See what the response is. You'll get better at it over time. It's another one of those learned skills that isn't particularly difficult to learn. It's just going to take a bit of practice. Start with your kids. If you've got kids, check in with them. We you, then It's pretty rare we don't check in with our kids if they're off or check in with your partner. Oh, you seem a bit, I don't know, agitated, off today, everything okay? Start there. Do it more frequently. Be brave just for a moment. It's only a moment. 
see what happens from there see how it evolves and i encourage you if somebody does come to you with some big stuff if you do open a door and they're they take that opportunity actually to begin to speak to you about what they're going through seek support for yourself Mm. ask others for help and that's where there are some fantastic services around many of them free um that don't require referrals or mental health plans or anything um, that you can be supported as someone who gives a shit mm. for others or for the person who's wanting to chat and start to you know unpack some of those things that might be going on for them. Mm. Um, so if you need any uh, or, or want any tips or connections, reach out to us here at Tradies in Business. Um, you can find us via website, social media, the, the usual works and jerks. Uh, but yeah, I think it's just interrupting the usual habitual ways of reacting to other people's emotional state, Coxie. Mm. Like, try yep. something different. Yeah. Totally agree. Maybe actually just ask them, hey, yeah. how are you going? Instead of assuming that Tim's a dick and just an angry bugger and that's just how he's gotten them these days <laughs> poor old fictional tim's copped a bit of a bag in today isn't he it's all right real if any tips tims are actually listening <laughs> you're probably okay but if you're not reach out to us here tradies in business yeah let us know you're okay <laughs> uh for those of you that were able to listen today really appreciate you um you know being brave enough to sit through some potentially heavy uncomfortable content mm. um we appreciate you we really love that you would lend us your ears for a little bit and maybe do a bit of personal growth and reach out to someone if you reach out please let us know that you have we'd love to know um that you know these kind of episodes give you enough confidence to try something new that that would be really helpful for us in terms of our direction and, and what we do talk about here at tradies and business thanks for listening You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.